right, Bill Barty, I understood you take a little hike just the other day down in South Carolina. Oh, yes. Don, I love talking about this. I love this time of year. Springtime, May, all the wonderful things. It's kind of the intro to summer, so to speak. But it also brings about a, a spotlight on our area of the country uh, our area of the world, if you will, because uh, mid-May through June, really, the Rocky Shoals spider lily bloom begins. And we have one of the world's largest blooms in our area an hour or so from Charlotte. And that's what we're going to learn a little bit about on this segment, but not just the flower. We're going to learn about the place where the flower blooms and why it blooms there. So without further ado, Don Yeager on that side, Bill Barty on this side, let's bring on in our friend Al James, who's the superintendent of the Lansford Canal State Park in the South Carolina State Park System. Al, welcome. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. It is great to have you. First off, let's we won't beat around the bush. Tell us about Lansford. Sure. Um, Lansford Canal is a state park. We're listed as what you call a day-use state park, so we're good for daytime activities. park is open from sunrise to sunset, and we offer things like hiking trails. We've got, you know, picnic tables and playgrounds and picnic shelters and also access to the Catawba River for people who can come down and bring, you know, canoes and kayaks and stuff like that and explore this section of the Catawba River. And those trails are, and the trails and the river are a part of the 15-county networking system called the Carolina Thread Trail. Correct. Yep, we're amongst that, that group. We're actually listed as what they call a blue way because our connection to the trails to the north and south of us is by the river itself. We don't actually have physical walking trails that connect us to other links of that. But we do have our section of the trail is listed as Carolina Thread Trail. Well, it's really easy to get to from Charlotte. You just head down I-77 south to exit 77, and then you kind of head west over into Chester County, South Carolina, and you'll land right there at Lansford Canal State Park. But tell us about the river's history there, because it gets its name from, well, I'll let you tell us where (laughs) it gets its name. Yeah, well, it's, it's got a lot of titles to it, so... In the beginning, there was a gentleman that owned a trading post at what was known as a ford or a crossing in the river. And that gentleman's name was Thomas Land. And back then, that crossing in the river was called Land's Ford. That was in about 1750s. And then in the 1800s, the state of South Carolina figured out that cotton was going to be king and needed to figure out ways to get it from the upstate of South Carolina down into Charleston or to the shipping ports on the coast, and they designed a series of canals. And these canals were set up to bypass really bad sections in the river where there's a lot of rocks and rapids and drops and stuff like that that would have hung up these big shipping boats. So that's where the canal comes from. Ours is about two and a quarter miles. We've got a managed trail on a mile and a half of it. And it actually dropped the boats or was able to change the elevation um, from the river of 32 feet so that these boats could traverse this section safely and be deposited in the water down below the shoals to continue on downstream. And that ends up giving us Lands Ford Canal. And then in the 1970s, Duke Energy donated about 190 acres of property along the Catawba River that contains this canal to the state of South Carolina to be used as a state park. 
So that's brief down and dirty. And those canals are still there. So if you go down there on the nature trail or the canal trail, you can see, and they're beautiful, the the, uh, the work, the masonry, if you will, that built the canals is really beautiful and, and still there. And amazingly so, considering the number of, you know, flood events that have happened on this river, uh, there were times where this section down here was under about 30 feet of water. So the stone structures are intact. Most of the canal, that mile and a half, you can see the canal profile, you know, with this basically a big dirt ditch. But the stone features were well handcrafted. They actually brought in stonemasons from the north to create these lifting locks and guard lock structures here on site. And I know that that lifting lock structure, our upper lifting lock structure down at our second parking area with the arch bridge is very well known around the country because it's very well photographed by everybody. Now, now that canal bypassed a very rocky area of the uh, river, which was really impassable for these bigger boats. But the interesting thing is that's home to the spider lilies. That's correct. Yeah, that's the only place that these lilies are found is in rock outcrops in fairly fast-moving, clean rivers in South Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. And they are kind of the rock star of the Lansford Canal State Park in that you have a spider lily festival and people come from all over to photograph them. Hey, That's correct. Yeah, this, this Sunday, the 20th, we always do our festival on uh, the third weekend in May. And it's usually typically right around what we call the peak bloom of the spider lilies. And we do get a lot of people come out for that particular day. But the good thing about the lilies is the peak bloom lasts about five to six weeks. So there's lots of time for people to see these flowers once they go into peak bloom. Al, did you see what Don did there? I saw what you did there, Don. (laughs) You said the spider lily was the rock star. Ah. (laughs) See? (laughs) I'm too old to catch those kind of things. <laughs> All right. Now, the spider lily being the rock star of uh, the festival, but also the spider lily really provides some wonderful habitat for wildlife and all kinds of critters, right? That is correct. Yeah, the, one of the things that people notice down here is um, there's a lot of nesting birds that use the uh, spider lilies for protection and, and areas to build their nests. The red-winged blackbird is the key one out there. And usually you find those guys in lakes and swamps and places like that, and they like the cattails in there, which have a similar leaf structure to the spider lilies, very big, and it keeps them up out of the water at most levels. So, But also you, you get all kinds of you know other plants and stuff that grow among the lilies. Those plants have water roots, so you've got this real nice matted water root system out there that attracts all your invertebrates and small fish and frogs and uh, you name it, just about anything can be found out there in the lilies. It's really a nursery for all kinds of things, fish and frogs and and birds and just everything seems to really profit from those spider lilies being there. True, and they've been here for centuries and hopefully will continue to be here for centuries helping this habitat out here. Al James is our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors. He's Park Superintendent of Lansford Canal State Park down in Catawba, South Carolina. And Lily Fest is coming up this weekend in celebration of the Rocky Shoals spider lily. But Al, although this is the world's largest bloom, it's extraordinary when these uh, when these flowers are on. I hear that they're listed as being rare. Why is that? 
mostly because of the habitat. These rock outcrops in South Carolina rivers historically have attracted industry, uh, in particular dams and stuff like that. And that kind of industry will impact and usually inundates these kind of rock outcrops like that. And these flowers, even though they are aquatic and they can take submergence from the water for a short period of time, once you once you flood an area like that, you won't find these plants. Let's say, for instance, in lakes and stuff like that, they uh, they just don't propagate on the banks, and water movement and stuff can cover it up and wash out the bulb underneath, and then they lose their grip and they head on downstream. And these are implanted in the cracks and crevices in this rock outcrop here, and the bulbs actually have what they call retractile roots. When that bulb goes down, or when the seed produces the bulb and the roots go down to the rocks, the roots will actually kind of subtract that bulb down into the crack, deforming it a little bit, but protecting it from the high water flows and any debris that comes down the river. you got to figure when this thing floods, there's literally, you know, full trees going down through here, and they could act like shovels if these guys weren't really protected inside these rocks. Now, this is, of course, below the Lake Wiley Dam. Has the dam had any influence on this? Has it been better or worse, or has it made any difference to the good old spider lily? It pretty much, you're going to have to say it hasn't made any difference. The dam was built in 1907, I believe, or 1916. Anyway, it's early 1900s, so it's been over 100 years that these plants have been down here and doing as well as they have. So I would say the that we're and you got to figure we're also about 25 miles from Lake Wiley Dam, so we do get a little bit of break. You know, there's no huge inundation of water at immediate. You know, that comes down here. Hey, give us a report on the flower. Give us a report on the spider lily. How is the bloom? We're kind of just at the front end of it, so it really hasn't gotten into its full expanse yet. Um, but w- what's your view of the spider lily as far as rating the bloom? Yeah, we're looking at probably somewhere between 20 to 30 percent of what we call full peak. Uh, there's a lot of flowers, and you know what a lot of people don't realize, there are 20 acres of plants out there. And when they do go into full bloom, the entire colony is covered with white blooms and everything. So right now, at about 30 percent of bloom, you will see a lot of flowers, but it's just not quite what we, what we like to call that peak. Now, how long will this last? Uh, you know, I know it lasts several weeks, but, uh, you know, just predicting this year with things running a little late, how long will we be able to come down and enjoy them? At, at peak bloom, we're assuming and hoping and thinking that peak bloom is probably going to happen sometime next week, maybe on the weekend, where we'll be close to that 100% of full bloom, and that full bloom will last at least until the second week of June, maybe into the third week. Well, even if you miss the spider lilies, it's a wonderful place to go for a stroll along the river. There's always something to see out here. We've got a a nesting pair of bald eagles that are on property, and we actually have a young, young bird in the nest right now that should be leaving the nest probably pretty soon within a few weeks is is our easiest prediction well in lansford canal you used to have to park along the roadway but al you've got a nice big expansion out there at that 448 acre park you've got a gravel parking lot new bathrooms a a boat launch for people to put their canoes and kayaks in to paddle through the the lilies as well yes sir we're very excited with this this is a partnership with duke energy when they did the relicensing relicensing for their next period of time 
There was a lot of improvements listed along the Catawba and Watery chain. And one of the things was this brand-new parking lot with a nice concrete step kayak and canoe launch. It's not a boat ramp, per se, because you won't be able to bring trailer boats down. But it's perfectly suited, puts people up in the what we call the, the flat water, the slack water, which is in our north end up here. You don't have to fight current if you don't want to. And it's going to be extremely useful in our busy weekends. Al James, Park Superintendent, Lansford Canal, thank you so much for talking. We know you got to go get ready for Lily Fest this weekend, so have a big one. 